0: All right, Yannick, <laughs> let's get this going. I'm having such a hard time with your name, but I'm so excited to have you in here with me. You know, for those of you listening to this, we just had a really fun conversation. You're you're in for a treat. Yannick has such a fun take on life, fun take on business, and really just an awesome energy. So Yannick, I'm excited to have you here. First off, say what's up to everybody, and then we'll, we'll dive in.
1: Hey, 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 everybody. Hopefully I don't say anything crazy. Um, and um, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about it.
0: Uh, just so you guys know that's the thing she's most worried about. She's like, just "Don't make me sound crazy. Like, help me not sound crazy." I'm like, "That's okay. Be crazy. That's our people are that way. We're we're all very laid back on this show. Those who listen and those who participate in it. So, Yannick, you know, you've you've been in the graphic design space for a long time, and you've you've worked in corporate. You've had your own companies. You've you've done. It, I really feel like you've you've run the ringer of graphic design, and there's there's kind of this. I would almost say like people are getting too hustle and grindy when it comes to, to graphic design. If there's a better way to say that you'll have to let me know, but it's almost like it's only something that can be used as a gig. It can't be used as a, as a real company. And you've really proven oh. that like we we've watched this over and over. Cause I, I mean, we've, we've all hired. Everybody who listens to this is going, Oh yeah. Like graphic design, I can hire somebody on Fiverr, um, to do a little project or like,
1: Dear can, God.
0: I could do it as like one offs. Right. But like, tell, tell me about how you've been able to actually turn it into a real company. Cause I mean, you're working, I'm not going to tell people your average client value, but guys, it's a lot. I mean, they, they make a lot off what they do. And so any like like, fill me in, how'd you turn it into a real business?
1: The first thing is, um, we, we make a lot because we give a lot of value, right? So we're not giving nothing, right? Right. Um, you, If you're coming from the place where you're like, well, I can just do this and I can like have somebody just knock this off on fire. That's cool. Right. But that's assuming that you as a subject matter expert are also an expert in graphic design and what converts and what works. You're not. Graphic design is not a (laughs) DIY job. Like as much as like Canva, no no shade to Canva. Those are my people, too. um, Wants to convince you that you could do it all on your own that takes away from the time that you need to be spending on building your business on, you know, getting to know your customer avatar, on actually honing in on the marketing message. Like you don't need to be over here trying to fuck, like figure out how to like fix layers and like what, what visual contrast actually work. No, like give that to someone who's an expert right. in that. So you could do what you need to do to actually make your business better. Um, yeah. And I think if you're not thinking from that I want to be an expert on this and hire an expert who does this so that we could all thrive and grow and build together. Then you are going to think that, oh, graphic designer is a gig thing. Like, oh, build me this, build me this business card and I can go off and do everything else. Well, does your landing page actually make sense when we're talking about, um, what the, the product that you're actually offering are your um youtube videos actually supporting that same message does your social media tie back in and when people are looking at all these different channels do they feel familiar do they feel comfortable if you are hosting a mastermind event like when they get to the mastermind event and then they look you up online afterwards do they still feel like they are receiving the same message having the same conversation a part of the same community and a lot of people think oh well i have brand colors what What does that even mean? Like, how, like, I mean, sure, McDonald's has brand colors too, but like, it's not just about the colors, but those golden arches. Yeah. It's a whole different vibe. That wasn't a DUI. That was, what is with me in DUI today? That was not a DIY job.
0: (laughs) That's okay. That's awesome. You know, you actually had a really awesome point in there that I hope people will even read between lines. You made a really good point, but there are also some really good lessons learned in there, which is what you're talking about is that one of your killer differentiators is that it's not just one-off work. You know, if, if you're feeling like, Oh, I just need this graphic builder. I just need this. If it isn't part of the strategy and the story of the brand, it what's the point in putting it out there. And, and, you know, I will actually even support this by saying, you know, a lot of the podcasters we've worked with, they struggle with this a lot with their own brands because they like, you said, Oh, I've got my brand colors. This represents me. And you're like, okay, but does it really fuel the brand? Does it like, does the graphic, does the content you're putting, putting out actually tell the story and align with each other? Mm-hmm. I know we were talking about repurpose house, our sponsor, um, before this, Yannick, but, um, that's one of the reasons mm-hmm. I like working with companies like you and them, because you're, you're structuring the content in a way that it has actual strategy and, and mm-hmm. intent instead of just, mm-hmm. Hey, we're just going to haphazardly create material. You know what I'm saying?
1: I- Absolutely, because that's something that people, like, people really, oh, we need graphics. Well, what does that even mean? Uh, Actually, I onboarded a client. Actually, I onboarded a client. This morning, we were having a conversation, and uh, she is a, um, she actually has her own masterclass, but it's, like, specific for the events industry and, like, for event tech people. And she was like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, don't worry about it. So we sat down and had a conversation, right? Like based on like how I've been working with other people within a similar space and like what kind of assets they need to build and put together. And we sat down and like from beginning to end, this is your objective. This is who your audience is. This is actually what you want them to take away. And this is the end result of what it's going to be and walk through all the assets that you would actually need to actually make that happen. And then what we want them to feel and do throughout that. So that when we're building the assets, number one, they all connect together. They all make sense. They all flow into a certain place. Even like how we, how we're going to be using colors. It's not just like her brand color is purple. Sure. Right. I'm, I'm just saying purple right now because I'm trying not to point her out too much. Um, but like, <laughs> how we're going to decide what colors are going to go throughout that process to invoke a very specific emotion at that different stage within her um, actual funnel, right? Like from before the, before they decide to sign up for the course, once they're interested in the course, once they actually sign up for the course itself, once they're in there interacting, engaging, and then once they start getting results, so that they'll turn around and, you know, write her some cool testimonials that she can use to get more people, just like that client right there. Um, and sometimes when you're thinking about, okay, well, let me go to like Fiverr, Upwork, whatever, you are missing the part, you're missing the strategy part, you're missing the partner. We oh. are our client's partners, And we think about them from the beginning to the end. We're not just here to just grind out a bunch of things and disappear. There are other organizations that are even like some semblance of similar where you can go online and you can like subscribe to them for a month or whatever, and they'll churn out the design. The problem with that is you can't pick up the phone and call them. You can pick up the phone and call us. You have a conversation with us you can schedule time to talk to your project manager you can watch all your projects like on the project dashboard from start to beginning like oh this is where this is going this is what project this is connected to um okay this is great and then you know that you're going to be supported by top-notch staff because when we're sourcing our staff we're not limited to a geographical location we're like a 100 remote organization i live in jamaica wow. i like my flexibility i like being able to travel um, even though we do work on Eastern Standard Time Zone, we don't lock ourselves into just the talent pool that's there. We are looking at people from like all the way from Seattle, Washington, all the way over to Manila, Philippines. And we're looking for the best of the best. And when we're bringing them in, it's not just about the interview. They're tested. Like some people kind of hate our test. They're like, why do I don't have to do something like Well, if we're going to bring you, we kind of need to know like you're going to you need to have the capabilities and the strength to do what our clients need the way that we do it, because the how we do it isn't how everyone else does it.
0: Yeah. See, and that's that's amazing. You know, what's so interesting to me about this is that. Um, first off, it's, it's the uniqueness of support, which is, is also one of the, the big differentiating factors. And again, I'm, I'm just kind of like picking apart how you're turning it from gig to, to real company that, yeah. that can scale and grow. And I think the other thing based off of what you and I were talking before, that was such a unique differentiator is the who and the how you're serving them, because you're not just coming out yeah. and saying, Hey, we're going to make social media graphics. You're going, we're going to build this around you and events. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like, around events and real market, because if, if events are a main piece of their, their sales strategy, yeah. why would they not put a ton of, of money and flow Effort, yeah. behind that? Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah. A, how did you find that out that that was an industry that needed served? And B, how are you finding them as clients? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a great question. Oh my gosh. Great story. So, um, so right now I'm present in this thing called the graphic artist skills, but before I was present, I was like integrally involved in like programming and like, advertising, whatever, all the different things within the organization. We were putting on a conference called start your own design business conference and teaching people how to, you know, create a thriving graphic design business or sorry, well, yes, it was graphic design, graphic arts business. And um, one of our sponsors was the national trade show Alliance. And I was like, why does a national trade show Alliance want to sponsor an event for graphic artists? And I mean, no one's saying no to the money because they're like, oh, this is where this is where we need to be. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. And I sat down and I had a conversation with like the, the owner of the company. And I was like, what's up? And she's like, no, like we have a problem. Like our industry right now, the live events industry, is like really, really struggling with um having talent. Right. This is like 2020. We all know what happened there. We won't even focus on it too much. Um, the work their workforce significantly depleted. They were at like 60%. And as I was talking to her, I was like, Oh, I've done this. Like, I was like, you know, head of the like the trade show department at a corporation. I was, you know, planning trade shows and building all the graphics, traveling with the sales guys around the country to make sure like the marketing assets made sense. I was like, if we were to adjust our company niche and really like hone in and focus on that, we would be killing it. So we kind of like tried it. Like, we tiptoe, we put our foot in there a little bit, and we were like, oh, this is going well. And then I got to the point where I was like, no, this is going really well. So we're only working with these guys now because <laughs> like, they know what they want. They, they, they know how to articulate that. And they're like, let's execute. So right. that's kind of how I found out about it. I was like, there's, a, there's a, um, a group of people with a need, and I know how to solve it. That's easy. Execute. Let's go. Um, it started off with just like throwing stuff on the wall, right? Because right. who knows? Everybody and has then, to do it. Know. Yeah. Right. And then over time, we refined it to create this really awesome, streamlined process easy onboarding, um, really fast out to the point where now like, you know, someone starts working with us, they can get their first design in 12 hours, like easy peasy. Boom, boom, wow. boom. Um, and I think that for me was like a really big turn. I don't even know uh, the, 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 lady's name. She's like Laura Polker. I don't even know if she knows how much I talk about her in my interviews. Cause that's like really like a big catalyst, like a big turning point for, um, the direction in which my organization went. Um, and in terms of like, as I've been like reaching out to try to like find people, uh, initially what we started doing was like LinkedIn. I am, if, if you go and you follow me on LinkedIn, um, you'll find that like I'm on there every day. Um, I'm, I'm responding to people. I'm answering messages. I'm posting. I'm commenting. And that was really like a really great way to attract people. They're coming in. They're engaging. They're doing all these things. So there's that. Then, um, then I started doing this podcast where I was interviewing corporate event planners and trade show marketers. Like those, those are my, like, that's my, like, those are my people. Those are my I want to say TA, trying not to be too jargony, but those are my, that's my target audience. Right. Yeah. And I would yeah. interview them. And it was really about creating this platform where I could stay connected with people. Cause this is when I had just moved back to Jamaica. I moved back to Jamaica about nine months ago. Um, It happened when, you know, my dad died and then my brother got murdered and I was like losing my mind. Wow. I was like, I need to leave America because I don't even really feel safe right now. Like I just, I just need to go. And yes. I still knew I needed to be able to sustain myself and sustain my business. If he, like my employees are relying on me, right? Like it's one thing when I decide ah, I'm good. um, And a whole different thing when you realize ah, I'm good means that a lot of people can't eat. Um, right. And I was like, okay, The best way to do that, right, is to stay connected with people. How do you stay connected with people? Have conversations. How can you have conversations that apparently my calendar has decided that I should stop talking to you, but how do you um, have conversations with people that continue to be authentic and can still impact a a wider audience? And I was like, okay, podcast, boom, do that. And um, between those two things, like, it really increased my ability to – uh, get in front of the people who really need me to solve their problems. Then yeah, yeah. I've also more recently been running um, Facebook ads, um, which have been really great. Uh, and, and keep in mind, I only started getting to that place, like where I'm starting to like pay for ads and like pay to be in part of like a uh, specialty um, uh, website banner ads and um, be in magazines and things like that. Right. Now that like, I'm like, I know my TA. I know they're buying. I know what my message is. I can start spending some real money on this thing. So um, it started off. I think I was like spending like maybe like a hundred dollars a day on Facebook ads, and then it became like um, like a thousand dollars a week, and then um, just kind of like honing and adjusting. We actually don't have to spend as much now that we kind of like understand what we're doing. But if we really want to like scale it up, like let's say you know this month for whatever reason we're like we want like a hundred uh, new clients, and we had the capacity just increase the increase of this facebook vibe. it's a whole different vibe right.
0: um
1: so yeah that's how i find them <laughs> that's
0: amazing, that's amazing. And, you know what's so, funny, it's is so that, funny is that <laughs> you'd know, you you be, be so surprised, surprised by how many, by people, how many people, people that i talk to who I, i'm one of those we just kind of stumbled on an industry and we're like holy crap i can serve this industry nobody's serving this this group in this yeah. way and so that's why I, i'm like over here like Clapping inside my <laughs> slow clapping. <laughs> my. Great work! That's so awesome. Um, it's
1: it's funny though. Like when I talk to people, they all they're like, like when I talk like when I'm talking to them like about, but they're like, we have designers, but we've never really met a designer that specializes in events. And I'm yeah, like, I'm here yeah. for you. That's what I, that's what I'm here for, right? Which is why um, you're
0: going to blow everybody else out of the water. Yeah, crazy. they're
1: they're not going to exist soon, and I'm hoping for that. <laughs> like, <they're, laughs> actually, they might even subcontract to me. Exactly, And I'm okay with that.
0: Or they'll just get gobbled up by you. Just go buy them up, right? That's,
1: that's also that.
0: I'm a huge, huge fan of that. But anyways, yes, that's so, so cool. Um, yeah, it, it, it's just so funny to me to hear how everybody's story always seems to be the same way. And, and I want to highlight something in your story is, you know, you said you were just throwing mud on the wall and, and saw what sticks. But what, what, what I also heard from that was that you were being so curious and you, you, yeah. were, you were brave enough to go ask why. Right. And that's what's so so, because our our biggest problem as entrepreneurs is we tend to just assume we know everything and assume we know our clients and assume that we know what they want and when they want it and how they Mm -hmm. want it. When truthfully, we most of us just haven't been brave enough to sit down and be humble enough to say, How, like, what do you need? What do you actually need? And and like, you were in the right spot. In fact, there's this lady I had on my show. She's one of the first guests I had on this show. And I was talking about luck a lot back then because obviously the Lucky Titan name, right? And I was talking mm-hmm. a lot about it. And she's like, Hey, I don't believe in luck, but she's like, I do believe that there are doors that you can open up. But she's like, what I do is I just I go into a hallway full of doors and I start kicking them down. <laughs> I thought that was like, I love that amazing. For her. Thing. Uh, amazing. And I'm like, I just can envision you being that person, like wham, kicking them down, and then you find it and you run with it. Um, yeah. Awesome. Awesome stuff.
1: I think I think a lot of that is more like, um. There are a lot of great ideas, but it's all about execution. Um, I, I've been a I've been a part of like way too many master classes for like the same reason, right? Like um, trying to really lean on different people to teach me things that they already know, so that I don't have to be over here struggling by myself to figure it out. Um, and when people are coming into the classes, there's always some part of some part of course where they're like you know find your niche and lean into that and they're like well how do i find my niche i don't know what and then it's just yeah. like bro just pick one just pick just one Pick one. yeah pick somebody who has a problem and, and solve that just right just do that it's you it's know, not I a, really I don't,
0: if it's the right niche for you because it starts to work <laughs> yeah
1: yeah right um well there's also this guy who was like i think he said like niche don't niche me to death or something like that where people were like they were just like they would try something for a week and it wouldn't work and they would just be like oh new niche and it's like no you need to kind of invest some like real time discovering what they really want how you can solve it this that the third and yeah. then there's also the people who are like oh well i don't like to do that um and that's another story altogether because yeah, so, that's, I,
0: so you don't like actually like making money wow. that's that's what you're also saying
1: <laughs> <laughs> the thing the thing right it's like they're like Oh, well, this is what I want to do. And I was like, that's great. Or you could do something that you don't necessarily like to do right now and then take that money, hire a nice enough team to do fulfillment, right? Once you've hired them to do fulfillment, it's at the point where you're you're only focusing on like um, big picture, ideation, execution things. And then you take the money that you make and go do what you actually like to do later.
0: Yeah, Like it doesn't... Me.
1: You don't actually have to wake up every day going, I love picking up garbage, but you can be the person who knows how to pick up garbage really, really well, buy a couple of trucks, hire some people to drive them and execute, and then have a really great quality of life.
0: Yeah. This is a really yeah. good interview, Anik. I'm really enjoying this. <laughs> I, I didn't think we were going to go this direction of... of um yeah, knowing that the TA, right. Um, mm-hmm. or the idea, the ideal client, whatever you want to call it. Right. Ooh. But what I can, what I can tell you is like your, your take on it is so unique because you're, you understand something that I think most people don't understand is like you said, just pick one. What you're talking about is like picking a persona that you really like to be around and then you just figure out what they need. Yeah. Because truthfully what you do and how you fulfill on it is almost virtually inconsequential Yeah, because he, it is. You're just you're just the mind that's going to be tasked to solving their biggest problem, or yeah. not even their biggest problem, just a problem that they have, right? Yeah. So really cool. And you know, Yannick, we're, we're coming up to the end of the interview here, so I I do have to end this before the hour, which is in three minutes, and I don't yeah. want you to I don't want to abuse your time. So let me let me ask you just one one other question. So first off, for those of you who want to connect with Yannick, and you say, hey, I've got a fantastic event, and I want to leverage events to actually generate revenue or like attending events, you need to go hire these guys. So it's YKMD. So it's the YKMD.com. And you can actually book a call with her. She'll po- I'll post a, a link here in the description for you guys. So you can just click right through and, and jump to the front of the line with her. But uh, go check the, their strategy out. If you want to leverage and make real revenue with events, you need to hire these guys. So go hire them. So Unique, before we, before we move um, out of this and before we end the interview, I just want to ask you, When it comes to graphic design and designing your brand in the way that you guys do, what would you recommend as a quick little five minute, 10 minute activity that our audience could go do today to get a quick win in this segment?
1: Oh gosh, five or 10 minute activity. All right. Um, Project management, Uh, put together a project management board. I recommend Asana, Asana is what we use. Um, I think you could definitely get this done in five to 10 minutes. Sign up for Asana. They have a free version. It's not a big deal. Um, and then within your uh, project management board on Asana, you want to set up a couple of columns. The first column is going to be your to-do column, right? That's where you're going to put all the assets that you need to get done so you have them in one central location. Then your next um, column is going to be work, like in work in progress. And that's going to be anything that you're actively working on now, anybody that your team is actively working on. Then the next column is going to be for review. This is where you're like, okay, this has already been worked on. It's going to sit here and I'm going to come back and review these to make sure it's actually what we want to execute. Then the next column is going to be published. So, that's the column where you're going to be like, okay, this is where we're going to send anything out. This has actually been scheduled. This has been posted on social, whatever. This uh, website's been launched, blah, blah, blah. And next column is going to be complete. And that's where all the projects that you've done are going to live. And that's going to give you a really awesome, streamlined way to kind of understand everything that you need to actually execute and bring your vision to life. And then everything that you've actually gotten done so far. I don't know if anybody's uh, familiar with David Goggins, but like, it's almost going to f- like be like your virtual cookie jar. So you can go back and be like, I have not just been spinning my wheels. This is all the things I've done in order to work towards this actual end goal. And then if you see that you've done a whole bunch of stuff and you're still in the same place and you're not hitting your goals, it means that you're doing the wrong stuff. But you have it all on this board to know what to do, when to do, what to do, and what you need to now change and do.
0: (laughs) I'm gonna end it. That was awesome.